This is Healing Through Love. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Healing Through Love. My name is Olivia Luna, and I'm just a 32-year-old single woman who has never been in love before. And this podcast is my journey to find a healthy, healing, long-term monogamous relationship. Along the way, I'm going to get to talk to some wonderful friends and loved ones, as well as some incredible experts in the fields of dating, relationships, healing, and so much more. Today, I have with me Patrick Leo Chung. Leo is a breakup recovery coach and certified EFT practitioner. He helps people to recover from their breakups and discover secure and loving attachment in their relationships. Really excited for you guys to hear my talk with Leo, but before we get into that, as a friendly reminder, if you are loving this podcast, please consider giving a five-star rating and write me a review. Let me know what you think. Also, if you're interested in supporting the podcast financially, you can become a monthly donor. Just head to the link inside of the show notes that says support this podcast. Any and every amount helps. So thank you so much. Um, Also, be sure to share about this episode by tagging us on social media at solidarity underscore media. And you can also head to solidaritymediaproductions.com to continue the conversation. If you are listening to this podcast on Spotify, we have some polls and questions at the bottom of each episode that you can also play along with. All right. And with that, let's get into today's talk. All right, everybody. So I have with me today the very lovely, very wonderful Leo Chung. Leo, how are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing great. Um, I have to say, so I found you on Instagram. A lot of your content um, was really just kind of speaking to me because this podcast has been really focused around like looking at my patterns and relationships, my attachment styles, my love languages, like all of those things, just so I can hopefully get to a more like healed kind of healthy relationship. Um, so I just want to like commend you on that. Like I love, I love your videos and definitely everyone listening should go and check out Leo on IG and all the, all the, all the platforms. Um, but, uh, I love just everything that you've just kind of touched on in in terms of like, you know, your stories and such. So very excited to have you today and to sit down and like really talk with you about your work. Um, can you start by just sort of telling us, you know, how your journey sort of began? Um, you know, what sort of got you into doing the work that you're doing today? Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to see where I want to start. I'll start with, uh, with the story of uh, becoming an EFT coach and emotional freedom techniques practitioner. Mm-hmm. And uh, after doing that certification, my mentor asked me, well, what is it that you want to specialize in? And then I recall during that certification, I had to work with another EFT coach. And one of the things that she helped me overcome was my breakup that I hadn't processed um, three years prior to that. So it was still living in my body, living in my everyday life. And it wasn't until I worked with her did I really discover some breakthroughs and, and feel like the cloud that was hanging over my head, even though it wasn't like this acute sense of missing my ex or, or feeling like I was still processing the breakup. It was an overall sense of numbness and apathy. And, and uh, I lacked a lot of aliveness. And so I just took that experience and realized, wow, that was really profound, very transformative for me. And I wanted to help other people. I knew that there was a lot of pain, but also a lot of um, a lot of transformation for myself. So that's mm-hmm. where I just uh, started my journey as a breakup recovery coach. Mm-hmm. 
I love that. And I, I, I can definitely relate to that feeling of just like, yeah, that numbness, not wanting to really do anything or, or like pulling yourself out of that like hole is like the hardest thing when, for me at least in a breakup is like, how do I even start to begin to heal this? You know, I want to get to the other side, but like just having an, even the energy to start is like the hardest thing to muster. So um, thank you for sharing that. And I'm happy that you're, you, you know, you turned it into a career for yourself, which is great. Um, can you talk a little bit about some of the things you realized you needed to maybe unlearn, you know, from your past relationship like experiences? Mm. Can you be a little more specific uh, about what what you mean by that? Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot that societally we kind of learn about relationships and love and like those kind of those those that information isn't always great. It's always usually like entertainment based or, you know, very much uh, prejudicial sometimes. So I don't know if, if for you, if there was things that you realized in and how you approached relationships and how you approached like love, you know, things that you needed to like, um, just unlearn for yourself. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think the things that I had to unlearn wasn't so much uh, cultural, it was more um, based off of my coping mechanisms and uh, out of fear. And so some of the things that I did was I, I jumped into a relationship very quickly. If there was somebody that I sensed had some interest in me, I would just cling on and try to make that relationship work and sacrifice a lot of my own personal needs, which I didn't even know what my needs actually were. I just, I just had the sense that I needed to be with this person. And in order to secure uh, this sense of connection and not feel abandoned, I'm just going to to do whatever it takes for me to get into a committed partnership with them, even if um, even if the relationship wasn't actually what I was wanting in terms of the ideal circumstances. So I had to unlearn that it's okay to go slow in relationships and really take my time to investigate what do I want? Does this person fit not necessarily the needs but is compatible in our ability to connect and uh, to discover that over a long period of time and then commit into a relationship when i'm really really certain that i want to cultivate and foster uh, more in the relationship so i've learned to date not just one person but multiple people at a time and feel like it's okay to do that to not feel guilt around doing that uh, I've learned to also be much more direct in my communication to just say, hey, this is something I'm feeling. Uh, I'm desiring this from you. How does that sound? So uh, really just being upfront as opposed to uh, making assumptions, um, going around, beating around the bush to like hope that we land in this particular conversation and uh, felt that I have a lot more agency, a lot more freedom when I'm able to do that and also not worry about too much of what the response is from the other person. Oh, yeah, that's definitely been a hard one for me. Um, and no, I love that you said, um, you know, the, the the act of like like dating multiple people, you know, while you're early on into, you know, establishing relationships, connections with folks. I think that's been the thing that I, I did not do previously to you know, understanding my patterns, I realized like I, I'm very similar. I go all in. 
I, I, I thought of it as like, okay, I want to just really focus on this one person and I don't want to, you know, be distracted or like not really give them like their fair shot or whatever. Like mm-hmm. I want to invest in this. But then I realized like, yeah, energetically, I was putting everything then into that other person. And then my life, my needs, like all of those things just sort of fell to the wayside. And, and also like the opportunity to maybe make a stronger connection with somebody else just wasn't even on the table because I wasn't I wasn't allowing that. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, can, can and I wonder, can you talk a little bit more about, um, yeah, I think you said something about like not feeling like that guilt around it or that, yeah, like shame about it. Like, can you talk a little bit about like where that sort of comes from? Because mm. I, I feel, I felt similar too, right? Like I would feel guilty about talking to somebody else while I was sort of dating someone, but even though like I was dating that person, it was very early on, so yeah, I, mm-hmm. I just I'm curious about like where that sort of stemmed for you. I think it's mirroring my own uh, discomfort with jealousy mm-hmm. and fear that if I date other people, then they will also have that permission to date other people, and having to face that possibility that maybe they'll find somebody, quote unquote, better than myself or that if they do date somebody else, I'll have to feel uh, the jealousy of competing for their time. And so I think the guilt around letting other people know that I'm dating other people as well is having to face that possibility. But now that I have a lot more security and confidence in myself and, and just trust that there's abundance, there's abundance in love and abundance in people, and that the right connection will will come through that I don't have to hang on, I don't have to claim. And so uh, therefore, I also don't have to feel guilty about perhaps hurting their feelings. Um, that if our connection is true, that me dating somebody else doesn't jeopardize the connection I already have with that person. And I've also learned to own my desires. I desire to have more connections with other people as long as I'm integral, as long as I am communicative about that and not uh, sneaky or deceiving. So when I have that capability to communicate in that way, there's nothing to feel guilty about because I'm just simply being truthful. Yeah, I love that. Ah, that's such a good point too. And yeah, just as long as you know that you're being honest with yourself and and with the other person, like owning your desires. That's such a great line. I just Mm want to like put that on my arm somewhere. Like own your desires, Olivia. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Can we dive for a second into jealousy? And like, like I, I, so I believe like every emotion, you know, negative or positive, like Oh, has a light and a dark side to it. Right. Like there's a lot that we can potentially learn for like from our anger, from our fears, what is it that jealousy, like what's the underlying thing that jealousy is really trying to tell us when we feel it? Hmm. I think personally, uh, a certain amount of jealousy is healthy. I think it indicates that I like this person. I care Mm -hmm. about this person and I have just natural, um, natural fears but also a sense of attachment to this person if i Mm. didn't feel jealous um even to a small degree 
perhaps I don't have a, a very strong connection to this person and whatever happens is really um, not going to have that much impact. So if I notice some of it coming up um, and it feels, it feels somewhat healthy, then it's just indicating there's a connection there. But when I feel that I need to do something about that jealousy in terms of control the other person or manipulate them in some way, then I think that's uh, leading to the other side of it, that there is probably something in my connection to that person that doesn't allow me to feel safe. And uh, so either we're not communicating well, or we don't have a strong emotional connection, knowing that if they go and date somebody else, that I can still feel safe with them, that they are going to be upfront and honest with me and they'll still come back to me. I mean, it really depends on what stage of the dating we're in. Like if we're on date one or two, it's very different than like being three to six months uh, and having established a connection already. So I think for me, jealousy is, is saying that there's something uh, missing in our connection that I'm yearning and desiring so that, um, so that I can still feel like they can honor their desires and not have it be anything to do with me. Oh, that's, I mean, clip that. That is it. That's the thing. Yeah. Uh, beautifully said. Thank you for diving into that with me because that's something that I've, I've definitely struggled with. Um, I don't think not as much now that I'm like trying to, you know, really date from that more secure place, but just jealousy even of like seeing other happy couples and like I'm still single or jealousy of like my friends and they're getting married and this and that. And yeah, I was like, why? I don't, I don't, I don't want to feel this, but what is it really telling me? Like, what is, mm -hmm. what is this seeing this happy couple across the street from me? Like, why is that making me feel unsafe, mm -hmm. uncomfortable, un, you know, my need, what need is not being met? You know, all of those things are great questions um, for me to consider. So thank you. I love that. Um, can we talk a little bit about uh, some of the services or techniques that you provide to your clients? Currently, I have a membership site, and that is a program that I walk people through anywhere from three to six months of helping them recover from their breakup uh, from an emotional level. And so I really focus on the nervous system and helping them feel emotionally safe after a breakup. Because oftentimes, uh, for me, when I had my breakups, it wasn't so much that I needed to figure out why it, uh, why there was breakdown. Um, the thoughts were all, were always there no matter what, and I could never really resolve it. Even if I uh, had closing conversations, even if I um, asked all the right questions and they told me upfront, this is exactly the reason why it didn't really calm the mind in terms of why it happened and all of the insecurities and doubts. I recognize that it was a um it was a rupture in attachment and when there's a rupture in, in in our attachment the nervous system is wanting to feel safe again because i uh, a lot of my safety my emotional connection was with this one person and so the the work in this program is i bring people together who are recovering from a breakup so bring them all into a community so that they all feel seen and heard in their experience. 
that what you're experiencing um, um, in the mornings when you wake up and you're feeling really anxious or you're really missing your ex at night, all of these experiences are, are in my opinion, uh, or in my, um, in my understanding, it's very universal. And, and that I also believe we, we grieve relationships in community. We also heal in community. And that's also what allows our nervous system to feel safe again, is that we're actually not all alone. And so we can, uh, we can create secure attachments with other people through this process. And when our nervous system feels safe, my experience is also that the ahas moments come to light. Ah, that's what happened in my relationship. That's the role that I was playing. Um, ah, it doesn't actually mean this about me anymore. And uh, then I feel safe again to open my heart out into the world. And so the second phase of this program is helping people uh, upgrade their emotional and relational IQ and uh, enter into conscious relationships. How can I be conscious um, and, and be able to do a lot of the things that we were talking about in the very beginning of this podcast that I didn't have, um, that wasn't available to me. So I want to make that available to other people so that they feel they can be free in relationship as opposed to having to relate from a place of fear or from their coping mechanisms. Oh, wow. That program sounds incredible. And I wish I had something like that when I was going through um, my breakup because, I mean, ugh, not having, I mean, I, I definitely had a lot of great support and a wonderful a community of like friends and people who are just you know really looking out for me um but having that idea of just having like this like very like almost like a tribe of folks who are like have been in the trenches of or are in the trenches of this breakup with you and you're not doing it alone like i that sounds like just such a rewarding process so Mm -hmm. definitely, you know, want to commend you for that. And anybody listening, you know, I highly recommend you check out Leo and, and, and the program that he's offering. Cause that sounds so rewarding, even, even just, you know, from understanding ourselves better, understanding, you know, our, how to cope with our emotions, how to, you know, su uh, support somebody else also in that process. I think that's a great mm -hmm. skill as well to develop, which is incredible. Um, do you find that there's maybe like, a per, like um because you said like you know a lot of people that are doing it together are experiencing a lot of the same things is there one particular thing that folks seem to be struggling with when when it comes to breakups in terms of like getting over or you know trying to move past a breakup is there one wall that just everyone seems to keep running into mm. well certainly rumination is is yeah. the common denominator that a lot of people have these racing thoughts and uh, continual continual open loops about their relationship that they can't close. Mm. And I think that also is what keeps people in contact with a lot of them, um, where they're still wanting to either text or stay friends, um, keep the connection open in some way to either res try to resolve some of the thoughts um, but it's, I also believe it's, um, a fear of fully facing the yeah. reality of having to be alone, which I totally have compassion for. Mm. And, uh, I think that the difficulty around rumination is that, um, 
we're trying to solve the rumination with more thinking. Well, if I just think my way through, <laughs> then it I'll be able yeah. to figure it out, and then I won't be able be able to have I won't have this problem anymore. Yeah. Um, and then it goes back to well, why do we even have this rumination in the first place? And then I think it's it is due to the attachment distress that the body is sending us signals to think and search for this lost lover and once i find have this lost lover then i'll feel safe again and so i feel that the body's designed to create this anxiousness this worry this continual chasing and searching it's searching for safety and i believe that we can't really do that um, through our thinking and i also don't think um, going back to rex is a, is a secure predictable source of safety either yeah oh mm -hmm. man i need another tattoo i need to put on my arm like don't go back to your ex okay <laughs> yeah overthinking i feel like is the thing that um really hurts me the most like just mm -hmm. in life in general like i can deal with people or other things trying to hurt me but the thoughts that i have really mess me up sometimes just and and that loop it's that cycle of like Rep repetitive lines or thinking back on like that one tone in his voice that he had and if I had just like done this and then also trying to like problem solve like replaying the relationship 50 different ways like if I had done this 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 and you know but the outcome's always the same folks it's always the same like it's it's you know you have to learn to be okay with yourself um do you have like I don't know, a, a quick tip or in, any kind of like advice around like maybe how to stop the overthinking in its tracks. Mm -hmm. So if it is the nervous system that is dysregulated uh, because of the breakup, then that is also the solution, which is to regulate our nervous systems. And so a very simple thing that I start with in the program is belly breathing mm. is to change our, our breathing and actually voluntarily breathe deeper into our bellies, which uh, helps to trigger the parasympathetic nervous system and help us relax and feel uh, at least temporarily in that moment, let our bodies know we're actually safe. Everything mm -hmm. is okay here, right here, right now. Uh, so that we can then uh, sit with some of the more uncomfortable feelings. And so the tip is really, if we're in our heads, we have to come back into our bodies. Yes. And I think coming into our bodies is difficult because it's uncomfortable. And it might not be something that uh, we're even trained to do mm. pre-relationship, pre-breakup. Uh, and so these are new tools, not just for breakup recovery, but also for how do I relate in the world? Are we relating from our heads or are we actually relating with our whole entire body, mm. our whole being? So I think that's one of the gifts of breakup recovery is that um, whatever the tools that we use for our own recovery and healing is also the tools that will bring us into more consciousness, more awareness, more depth and, and, and healthy relating in the future. So it's, uh, you kind of get two birds with one stone. Yeah. Is that, I mean, that's more than, you know, a reward right there. Like, that's incredible. And I do, yeah, I do. Um, I, I love that sentiment of just like, yeah, all of the things that you can kind of learn about yourself and how you can 
um, just really feeling, yeah, feeling safe. Let's let's talk about that for a second, because mm-hmm. that's something I was so I was literally just like walking down the street to like, you know, pick up my dog and somebody kind of just shouted a comment or whatever at me and I just didn't, you know, respond. And then they continued and they persisted. And it's like, I realized like, I can't even just move from my apartment to like, you know, down the street without like this tension and it's just this weight on my shoulders because I just don't feel safe. Um, what is what is the importance of that, first of all? And then what does it mean? Like, how do I know that like I'm feeling safe in, in, in moment to moment? Mm-hmm. Let's try to speak generally, but certainly everybody has their own experience of safety in their own bodies. And uh, in, in a relationship, certainly physical safety is, is paramount. You feel just physically safe with this person. And I think the the other aspect that is often um, mis, misrepresented is emotional safety. And just knowing that somebody is going to call you back or text you back or going to show up on time, that that creates a level of safety in our bodies knowing that I can rely and depend on this person. And it's sort of uh, like, I use the analogy of rock climbing, that if somebody is belaying me and holding my rope, I feel safe in their presence, knowing that I can rely and depend on them and they're going to be there. And that if I say and communicate something, they're going to respond back. And therefore I can climb higher and, and or go deeper into a relationship with them. And they're going to climb along with me and I'm belaying them. They're belaying me and we're going back and forth in that way. Uh, but if I don't feel that connection, like the rope isn't tight, or I don't know that they're really behind me paying attention, they're not fully present, then I don't feel safe climbing this, this wall. And uh, so that's what I mean by emotional safety and feeling safe in my body is that if I come to you and I say, hey, I've got this problem, I'm feeling X, Y, Z, feeling sad or I'm feeling angry, will you accept me and and turn towards me as I have this vulnerable conversation with me? Or are you going to deny me or deflect or, or, or give me advice and say, hey, like, you know, this is just your problem or you just need to go see a therapist? which is all which may be valid but in the moment do i feel like i feel met and feel safe so uh the feeling in the body is often a state of relaxation state of relaxation state of openness um and uh i th- i think that if you even have one trusted friend in your life that's that feeling it's like you can just lean on them and you know um you can do that without question love that that's so and I've, what a wonderful analogy too I, I just finished watching um some netflix like rock climbing competition and so i'm seeing that in my head and it's like yeah you have to have a lot of trust when you want to mm-hmm. go you know go to that level so i can imagine it's the same in relationships when we want to try to get to this level of connection with someone you do have to have that that trust and to feel safe and to feel like they are able to meet meet whatever needs that you have to keep going. Um, and if they're not, you know, re-examining that for sure. Um, so thank you. Yeah. Um, 
my last question, you know, how do you feel like you heal through love? Can you say a little bit more about that question? <laughs> yeah, um, more so. So I came up with this title for the podcast um, just because I didn't realize that I would, I've never, I realized that I've never been in a relationship, um, a loving relationship that was healing for me. It was often very taxing, very, um, you know, unsafe in a lot of ways. And so um, my attempt now through this podcast is to find that sort of healing relationship so I can heal through love. And then not just love with another person, but also love through myself as well, too. So I'm curious about mm -hmm. how you do that. Mm -hmm. Thank you for clarifying that. That brought up uh, something that I've been doing a lot of writing about. And so this is an area I'm very passionate about. And I'm also experiencing it in my own relationship right now, my own life. Nice. And uh, so this is coming back to the concept of conscious relationship. And this is, um, I, this is not my own idea. This is borrowed from getting the love that you want by Harville Hendricks. And uh, the way that I subscribe to healing and relationship is that um, I will find somebody in my life who represents um, some of the positive aspects of my, of my parents, but also the negative aspects of my parents. And um, however I developed in my, in my early years, whether it's through uh, my parents' parenting or through society, through culture, there along that way, there's parts of me that's repressed. Uh, whether it's like my uh, ability to express myself emotionally or to express my desires, this is something I desire, or my sexual expression, whatever that repression is, um, I'm going to, that's going to arise in my relationship to this other person, that I won't be able to express myself in that way. And what often happens is that I will, I will attract somebody that is like that and I see that in them and I want to become more like that and so that's why I think I'm drawn to this person is like wow I see something in myself that I also want to become and I think in the first first initial months that's what really draws me to them where that's where there is that magnetism and that's the the, the first stage of relationship which is romantic love and this honeymoon phase of feeling complete because they're completing that part of me that's repressed. Um, but then somewhere along the road, Harville says that when you commit and there's uh, more commitment, whether it's we've decided we are ex exclusive or we're going to get married, that there's something that shifts in our mind and our perception of this person, that the thing that I admired about them is now the thing that I find most annoying because it's pointing to back at me that I'm not capable of doing this, that I have to grow through this. And he says that the thing that my partner wants the most from me is the thing I'm least able to give and vice versa. So if my partner wants me to express my emotions because she wants more emotional connection, that's the thing I have the most difficulty doing. 
And that's often there where power struggle happens, where we're always bargaining for our needs to be met, but we feel like we can't. And and I'll either push them away or uh, do things to create more struggle because I'm resisting the potential healing that's possible in relationship, which is if I if I take the invitation that if she's like, I want more emotional connection, then I'm going to have to stretch into my potential. Be like, okay, tonight I'm going to try to say one thing that is uh, demonstrates me emotionally connecting with her. Like saying, hey, something I appreciate about you tonight is, and that might be a really big stretch for me. But in me stepping into that learning and growth, I'm also giving her exactly what she needs and wants. And perhaps is also the thing that she never got growing up. And so in turn, she also receives healing uh, through the process of me growing into my own healing too. And so it's this beautiful dance when it can turn from unconscious to conscious of this beautiful uh, opportunity to get exactly what you want in terms of about getting the love you that you want by uh, approaching relationship that way. That's so great. <laughs> I hope I can do that dance one day. <laughs> that's incredible. And that's beautifully put. And yeah, I think that's why I really kind of wanted to invest this year. And, you know, I, I'm doing it through a podcast, but even just like in my personal life, just really trying mm -hmm. to yeah, be active and conscious about my growth, my healing, what do I what do I need to, you know, improve on? Um, and what can I have learned from my past relationships? What can I learn about, you know, what I need to do going forward? All of that. So that way, yeah, I can provide a, a better, not a better, but like just more of myself to somebody else and not get so lost or entrenched in them that like, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not, you know, who I am and they don't know who I am or they're trying to like pull me out of the, the muck of like, you know, myself. Um, so I think that that's a beautiful analogy and yeah, I really, yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. Mm. That was great. Um, Leo, where can folks find you? How can they keep in touch with you? Yeah, they can certainly find me on Instagram. I'm breakup recovery, Leo. Um, you can also come go to my website, breakuprecoverycoach.com, and I have a lot of articles there that will help you on your journey. And um, TikTok is the same, Breakup Recovery Leo, but IG is really the place where I put a lot of my focus and attention right now. Awesome. Thank you. We'll be sure to follow. We'll be sure to check you out. Um, and thank you so much for talking with me today. I appreciate you. Thank you for your wonderful questions and your presence. And uh, it's been amazing. Thank you all so much for joining me for another episode of Healing Through Love. You can find links on how to get in contact with today's guest in the show notes. So head on over there, continue the conversation. Be sure to follow, get notified about the next episode, and I will talk to you soon. Bye, everyone.